Hello and welcome. I'm Manali Hirani, your host and creator of Fertility Education, shortly named as Fertility Ed. I launched this podcast with a mission, which is to educate people and share my knowledge about the subject of fertility. And by doing this, I believe that it will empower women to make an informed decision of their sex life and future family planning. And I'm pretty excited to bring you my next episode of podcast. Just to introduce myself again, I am a certified embryologist, hypnotherapist, natural family planning practitioner and your fertility advisor. And I have had my presence in this field for over 10 years now. And I'm using this platform to share my knowledge, experience and empower you on your next step regarding fertility. I will be covering a range of topics through my podcast episode which will educate you further to understand your own body and this broad field. And if you're one of those who are suffering from infertility, I want to tell you that you're not alone in this journey. And as a fertility advisor, I will try my best to educate you so you can keep your fertility health up to the mark. So let's learn, empower, and inspire. Right then, here we go. Hello and welcome to Fertility Ed Podcast. This is your host Manali Hirani. Today we are going to talk about unexplained infertility. Well, trying to get pregnant can be an exciting time, but it can also be disappointing and frustrating if things don't go according to the plan. And while it's probably unreasonable to expect to get knocked up your very first go, though many people are lucky, but it's a different scenario when you have been trying for months on end with no result. For many couples, The next logical step is to speak to a professional to double check is everything okay. So but what if you both get a clean bill of health and you think we are doing everything right all reports are normal doctor says that there is no issue with you then why still no luck? Well unexplained infertility in many cases is not that there is nothing wrong. but simply we are unable to determine what may be causing the infertility and to help specify the best treatment option for you there must be a thorough investigation into the both partners first now the first thing to say is unexplained infertility traditionally has been defined as a couples who have been trying for year for one year and all conventional tests have come back as normal and yet they are not able to conceive but you have to make sure that it is really is unexplained infertility because sometimes the history can be so simple as uh like sexual issues or timing issues and you know such kind of things but there are also some other issues which are there new but which are beyond the realm of test so in many cases unexplained infertility is a result of not one but many minor issues when you have multiple small issues each decreasing the chances of pregnancy together it translates into a delayed time to pregnancy and of and sometimes an increased risk of miscarriage So to put simply over here unexplained infertility refers to cases in which infertility testing has been unable to identify the cause for the failure to get pregnant so it is also termed as sometimes idiopathic infertility now i believe that term infertility can actually be misleading as as it suggests that individual cannot fall pregnant without treatment in fact most couple 
struggling to conceive are subfertile meaning that there are multiple mild issues rather than one single big factor to not being able to get pregnant now for the average couple the chances of falling pregnant during any given cycle is approximately 20 20% but for couples with unexplained infertility is closer to say 1 to 4% chance without treatment okay now that said the good news is that couples with unexplained infertility have still 50% chance of getting pregnant naturally within the 12 months following their diagnosis because there's nothing to do if we don't know what's the problem and the chances of conceiving naturally however are reduced if a woman is um say over 30 or if uh, they have been trying for more than 3 years or they have never ever previously uh, you know fallen pregnant and have miscarriage or something so there's a couple of situations where i would say the chances of course decreases to conceive naturally though it's not impossible it is possible but just the chances are decreased now additionally couples with unexplained infertility have 50% chance of getting pregnant as i said naturally within a year following diagnosis but on the other hand even without a definite diagnosis reproductive technologies can help over here so assisted reproductive technology have helped many people or many couples with an unexplained infertility and they have got really good results so sometimes doctor just want to uh, come up with a fertility treatment in the hope that you will fall pregnant and and not addressing any targeted issues because we don't know any now generally when we go for the test there's evaluation uh the test basically focuses on four things uh one is your hormonal blood reports a normal semen analysis uh adequate ovulation and tubal potency and normal uterus so when we talk about test most tests most conventional tests are focuses only on these four parameters and that's the reason if these all comes normal mostly conventional doctor will tell you that okay you don't have any issue this is probably unexplained infertility however unexplained infertility may reflect small effects from multiple factors in other words is like one or both partners may have optimal fertility but this does not show up negatively as a part of the fertility workup and since the conventional work uh, workup re- results come out to be normal the doctors fails to understand that what exactly is the problem though there's one thing to understand that in unexplained infertility is not only a one big factor this one single factor it could be due to small uh, small factors that is actually delaying the cause of pregnancy however today i'm going to put up some common factors which are increasing the risk of unexplained infertility starting with it could be due to thin uterine lining now many women believe that their uterine lining thickness is fine especially because there was no issue during their previous ivf or iui however there is a false belief because medications given during these assisted reproductive treatments increases the lining thickness and ultrasounds done throughout the initial diagnosis don't necessarily evaluate for the thickness of uterine lining So the best way to know is to have a transvaginal ultrasound done in the middle of the cycle which is a few days after ovulation 
to assess the thickness. A common sign that you may have thin lining is that you may notice that you have a very light period, usually less than say three to four days of medium to heavy flow. That may be considered light and may signal that there is a thin uterine lining issues. So this is one of the factors to look into. The another could be, which is also a really common one, is low progesterone. So if your luteal phase is 12 days or less, or you notice significant spotting during your luteal phase, you may have low progesterone. Blood tests are not quite accurate when it comes to uh, measuring the level of progesterone. This is because the progesterone in the blood can change up to five times in the matter of just a couple of hours. So blood levels fluctuate constantly and are not an accurate estimate for progesterone level in the uterine lining and the reproductive organs. So if you're going for fertility treatment, a doc doctor will give you progesterone extra supplements if required. But if not, and if you are diagnosed with unexplained infertility and if you're trying naturally, you should look into the low progesterone. Okay, and okay. I have done an entire episode uh, about low progesterone and how to boost it naturally. You can refer to that episode and you can put all those tips in your uh, trying to conceive journey. The another factor could be is low egg quality. Now, the patient that are above the age of 35 or have, um, say, elevated FSH or decreased AMH and decreased AFC, which is intrafollicle count, they can they might have this low ovarian reserve. So hand in hand with low ovarian reserve is a condition called low equality. It means the integrity of the follicle is low. So it is less likely to fertilize, less likely to implant and less likely to lead to healthy pregnancy. It might occur into miscarriage. Well, again, this could be rectified, not exactly rectified, but you can do something about it, how you can improve the equality. Now, there is an entire episode on this as well, that how can you improve equality? There are chances that if you follow a preconception health plan for say three months, that we work with patients to improve the equality and boost your chances of getting pregnant. So low ovarian reserve, which could be one of the factor of low equality, can also be an issue. So you might be getting pregnant, but it could have been lead to early miscarriage and you probably not have noticed and that you might be thinking it's just my periods are back. So it's very common to, um, you know, to miss the miscarriage. It's like because it's so early miscarriage that you probably not even notice that you were actually pregnant. But just because there's a low quality or there is a thin uterine lining, that's the reason the egg wasn't able to implant. And even if it was implanted, it was not able to sustain to the healthy pregnancy. Okay. Now, the another factor, which is one of the classic one, is elevated stress. And I have done previous episodes on stress. High stress level, especially when it becomes chronic, elevates the hormone cortisol in the blood. Now, the increase in stress and the cortisol level shifts the blood flow to focus on the vital organs, such as brain, liver, skeletal muscles. So, research has shown that elevated stress actually decreases the quality of the uterine lining and making implantation less likely. So I know it's easier to say than do it, but it's really important to keep your stress level in check. Again, I have done the entire episode and you can see how, uh, what are the ways you can, what are the ways you can incorporate in your life to keep your stress level down. 
So this was all about what happens in women. Now what about men? Because there is a high risk, high infertility risk factor in men as well. Again on this, I have done an episode called What Men Do Wrong in TTC Journey. It's really interesting once so you do go uh, and listen to them. So what about men? Now we know the 50% of genetic material comes from men. So even the sperm analysis test come back to normal, there is something called suboptimal sperm health. So when it comes to fertility, it is important to understand the value of male fertility. Just because a male partner meets the minimum requirement does not mean that he has no role with the infertility. Suboptimal level are not flat during the sperm analysis. So it will go unnoticed and you may think there is actually no issue with me. Oh, there's no issue with my partner. If the sperm health is improved to the optimal range, it can significantly support a shorter time to pregnancy. So when it comes to the sperm health, the sky is limit. And when it comes to improving the numbers, trust me, uh, the best thing they can do is just follow really simple guidelines, a really simple preconception health plan, and the numbers can shoot up. But let me tell you what are the couple of factors that might affect the sperm health. Starting with physical factors. Now, this may include hypothermia, which is increased temperature near the um, scrotum area. Uh, it could be due to radiation or electromagnetic fields or just as simple as keeping laptop on the lab all the time. The another could be chemical cause. Now, chemical causes may include uh, cigarette smoking or excessive alcohol consumption or marijuana or cocaine use and excessive caffeine intake. So make sure that you don't, even if you just give up all this, all these for three months, the numbers are going to show a significant result. The other one could be occupational hazards. Now, occupational hazards such as some pesticides or industrial uh, toxins like um, dioxin or PCBs and the exposure to heavy metals may also be linked to infertility. And lastly, my favorite lifestyle factor, just as simple as stress and nutrition can also play a major role when it comes to improving the sperm health and shooting up the numbers. So this was all about what men can do to improve their sperm health. So and and with women, the common factors could you have to think about is low progesterone, uh, thin uterine lining, or elevated stress level and low air quality. And lastly, I would want to say is go for genetic testing, though. Uh, it's not very common that people go for it. They most couple goes for genetic testing, you know, when they have been on their fertility journey for too long with no results. But if even if you go in the start, there's no harm. So go for genetic testing because, you know, lastly getting the genetic testing done is again, you know, you can reveal it can reveal so many things. So if we start talking about gene, sky's the limit. So speak to your consultant and ask for thorough genetic testing for both the partners. So this was all the common factors that I want you to all to look into it if you are suffering from unexplained infertility. Now what if everything still is normal and you don't know what to do? Well, there are a couple of treatment options for unexplained infertility and they have shown great results. And they are really simple. Starting with fertility acupuncture. Well, I personally not am not an acupuncturist, so I don't know. But I have spoke to a lot many acupuncturists 
uh i have also spoke i have also done one uh, instagram live with one of the famous acupuncturists in uh, usa probably he's in new york his name is mike berkley you can also listen to that igtv and you'll understand that how acupuncture can do wonders when it comes to unexplained infertility so fertility acupuncture helps to improve the uh, blood flow to the uterus and ovaries and acupuncture with specific protocols based on the latest research trial have been shown to improve quality improve hormone balance reduce stress support healthy ovulations and progesterone productions all that we want is done by acupuncture and for males it has been shown to increase the production of sperm cells and can support a healthy sperm concentration so if you are believer in acupuncture and even if you are not there's no harm in giving a shot because i have heard really good results by people going for fertility acupuncture okay the other one could be is go and look for clinical nutritional supplements now the treatment of unexplained infertility can help to address a combination of factors to help increase the chances of pregnancy particularly the use of micronutrients may help to improve the quality of follicles and eggs by reducing the damage to them So support sperm health by increasing the motility and normal sperm morphology. The antioxidants in high therapeutic concentrations helps to reduce the damage to the sperm and egg cells and support improved overall functions. And when it comes to egg, there are a couple of supplements that could really help with uh, increasing the good egg quality. So people who have low ovarian reserve and who have already less follicle left, uh, less egg left for fertilization they actually should be going uh, for this 3 months of nutritional supplement plan uh, and then go for the fertility treatment the other thing i could think of is hormonal replacement with progesterone now the use of bioidentical progesterone therapy can help to support healthy implantation now support a healthy pregnancy and may even reduce the risk of miscarriage especially in the first trimester so this treatment option is especially important for the patient with the history or the symptoms of low progesterone or who have a short cycle or who have early miscarriages now the other one i could say is iv therapies now the use of intravenous now there's something called intravenous glutathione the most important antioxidant in the body it can help to support the healthy sperm and egg cells the antioxidant reduces the potential harm to the eggs and follicles by reducing the oxidative stress a harmful type of chemical stress which significantly reduce uh, say egg and sperm health can uh, you know it can combine with intravenous vitamin c and other important nutrients and help to deliver a therapeutic concentration that are not possible to achieve with supplements or diet alone in fact they, like they literally you know release in your blood so you don't have to do anything um, as far as i see from here iv therapies are future with respect to your skin health your immune system's health you know the supplements in near future are soon going to convert into iv therapies as i can see yes this is one of the options if you have somebody doing iv therapies you can actually go for that and there are a couple of um, clinics are doing nowadays and the last thing i could think of is diet and lifestyle so what is generally considered a healthy diet and lifestyle does not always translate in an optimal changes for fertility specifically okay so diet and lifestyle counseling specific for sperm health and female fertility are crucial to the treatment 
of unexplained infertility. Sometimes the most basic treatments are most valuable to the improvement of our health and fertility in no exception to this. So I know it sounds simple, but you never know, you know, probably just removing gluten from your diet or just removing dairy from your diet can do the wonders which the IVF treatments couldn't do. So you just need to have faith, look closely, what are you doing and what should be done and what is your body telling? You never know. Anything can happen. It's all about miracle. Yes, this was all for today. Uh, we spoke about the common factors for increased risk of unexplained infertility. And we talked about some simple treatment options for unexplained infertility. So if you think you have learned something new today, if you think it has been useful, or if you think any of your friends might be useful by this episode, do share with them. Meanwhile, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe this podcast. I am so happy to read them. And yes, if you're there on the Instagram, don't forget to follow us because there are more information on Instagrams and we keep sharing posts every day and there is an IG lives and stories. There's a lot many things going on. So if you're there on the Instagram, do follow us. So this is all I have for you today. Hope you enjoy it. Take home a fair bit of knowledge and thank you so much for listening. I would highly appreciate if you can please leave your reviews, feedback, suggestions and questions if you have any. I would love to hear from you. So you can drop us an email on info at fertilityed.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube on the name of Fertility Ed. I would urge you to share this knowledge among your friends and relatives, be it girls or boys. It doesn't matter. Just spread the word and awareness. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe. See you next time. Until then, stay fertile, stay healthy. Bye-bye.